I will set out for Gaul myself and confront our enemies. They will learn the error of their ways. But why might early Christians have called Nero the Antichrist? I will quash my deluded enemy, not with the sword. I intend to sing to Nero has lost his mind. Welcome back to the life of Nero, episode four, Ray. On yes. our last episode, yes, we were talking about the death of Britannicus, step brother, right, to Nero, natural born son of Claudius and uh, messy pussy, um, <laughs> right, who is no more, and yeah. I mean, the story gets really weird. As I said last time, Nero's been the golden child up until now uh, in terms of his reign as emperor, which is a year old or so, less than a year old, maybe four months I think it's been. Doing a great job, nice, uh, wouldn't hurt a fly, everyone loves him. All of a sudden, according to the ancient sources, in a heartbeat, boom, left turn becomes a cold-blooded killer. Greek pussy will do that to you. I think we all know this. Yeah, true, yeah. Um, I've only had Greek pussy once, and uh, was it life changer? Uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was an older woman too. Yeah. Uh, Got to say, you know, the Nero things coming. Yeah. Okay, all right. Mm, half Greek, half Russian. Oh, um, yeah, <laughs> and older. Mm, mm. Yeah, mm. it took mm. you- and married. Oh well, mm. let's, we didn't mm. have to mm. <clears throat> go into that. Mm. Mm. Well, it was good. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so Tacitus says it happened. You, you mentioned in the end of the last episode it was at a feast. I don't think it was necessarily a in his honour. Right, right, right. But, uh, yeah. I no, well, Tacitus says they were having a feast. Right. I think this is before he died, actually. Right. Like a, a, a little bit earlier. They were having a feast and playing a game where you challenged people to perform some kind of party trick. Oh. Nero was the one giving the orders for what people had to do. And and according to Tacitus, he was being very careful not to embarrass anyone. Wasn't giving them anything too hard that was going to make them look stupid until it became Britannicus's turn Mm -mm. and he told Britannicus to sing a song, thinking uh, he would, you know, uh, uh, fuck it up, make a bold attempt, fuck it up, everyone would point and laugh and go, oh, you're such a dick, Britannicus. Uh, (laughs) But yeah. Britannicus got up and sang verses. I don't know whether he he composed it on the spot or if it was a song that was already doing the rounds. Right. It was about his father getting killed oh, and him being denied his inheritance of the throne. <sighs> yeah, because Nero Now took it this off. this yeah. caused everyone to pity him in the room. And obviously infuriated Nero. Yeah. And now remember, we had some older stories uh, not long after Agrippina married Claudius where she complained that uh, Brit refused to call Nero by his new name. Right. The kid just had a way of getting under Nero's skin, <laughs> if we're to believe Tacitus. He was like, fuck you, <laughs> you newcomer. I'm the actual heir yeah. to the throne. You're an usurper. Right. Yeah. 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 If we're to believe Tacitus, which I don't, by the way, I think there's a lot of uh, yeah. fabrication here in Tacitus. We have to remember that he is writing in, in the Flavian period, and Nero was the last Julio-Claudian, so they're trying to they're trying to uh, make him look as bad as possible. Yeah. I think 
because you know they basically the Flavians were the usurpers. Yeah. So they're trying to make the previous administration look uh, batshit crazy and right. insane. Not to say that Nero wasn't a little bit crazy. I, I we will determine that over the course of the series. But I'm, what I'm saying is. Tacitus isn't really uh, an unbiased source here, and he, and, and he doesn't really come across as unbiased. He comes across as quite biased right. the way he depicts things. And like the, the speech of Agro that I read out last time mm-hmm. doesn't make a lot of sense on paper that she would say those things, and Tacitus must have known that it didn't make a lot of sense, but he wrote it anyway, which means he's pushing an agenda here, I think, quite yeah. clearly. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So there was this party and Brit, you know, did this little song and dance number and Nero was uh, uh, pissy about that. So uh, he he called in Julius Pollio, who's the tribune of the Praetorian cohorts. Right. uh, Because he was the guy that had Locusta, um, Mm -hmm. the poisoner, under in prison. Right. Now, here's the thing. This is literally what uh, Tacitus says here. He directed poison to be prepared through the agency of Julius Pollio, tribune of one of the Praetorian cohorts, who had in his custody a woman under sentence for poisoning, Locusta by name, with a vast reputation for crime. Right. Now, this is the exact same way that Tacitus introduced her when Agrippina got her to prepare the poisons for Claudius. He wrote the same thing, Locusta by name. Mm. And this time around, he doesn't say, you know, the the, the one wine. who provided the poison yeah. to you, Agrippa to kill Claudius. How do you leave that out? How do you not put that exposition in there? That's insane. And and Claudius, sorry, and Tacitus does do that in other parts of his annals. He says, you know, the one that I mentioned earlier. Right. And this is one of the criticisms that. Um, oh. Certain New Testament scholars have of Tacitus in his um, references to his supposed references to Jesus, mm-hmm. and it's the same as the uh, criticism of uh, Josephus, who was writing around about the same time his history of the Jews. Um, uh, when he doesn't mention, when he does supposedly mention Jesus too, and he had supposedly mentioned him earlier, and he doesn't say, you know, the one that I mentioned earlier, because that's. <laughs> That was the way that you did it back then. Right. You, you know, you you expected that people had read up to this point. They're right. not just you know randomly picking up the the scroll and reading right. scroll number fifteen, right? <clears throat> so he doesn't do this. So it's really fucking weird. He doesn't go. You know, the same one that killed Claudius. He doesn't say that. Now either there were two poisoners in custody sure. called Lacusta. Possible. Um, and then I have to wonder, why is she still in custody? She helped Agrippina kill Claudius. Surely gotta, she won her freedom. No, I mean, I, again, and her. then again, that, well, maybe, uh, but she didn't. Right. And right. maybe she, they're keeping her around because she's uh, useful, but surely all you need is the recipe anyway. Yeah. Just give us your fucking poison recipes and then we'll kill you. It's right. not hard to understand, bitch. Yeah. Um, it's all. Or. Yeah. I mean, and this is the other thing that bugs me with this too. Um, the Claudius poisoning story was the same, right? They tried to poison him. Right. He didn't die. They had to try again, etc., etc. Et put a feather down a his throat. Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood. They put poison in his mushrooms, but he right. didn't die, so they stuck it on a feather and stuck it <laughs> down his throat. Right. I mean, and then now we have it again. 
They tried to poison Britannicus. It didn't work. So he had to do it again. When you see these stories getting repeated in these ancient histories, there's normally something up. I mean, (laughs) how fucking unlikely is it that, hey, that, like this woman's a professional poisoner. That's what she does. And yeah. she takes pride in her work. Oh, yeah. You know, you, it's, it's, you get kicked out of the League of Poisoners. The union. If, if, you, yeah, if, you, if you fuck up. If you, if you fuck up. <laughs> right? You don't. Yeah. And she already fucked up once, according to Tacitus. Right. You would think that this time, oh. like she's, she's going full, full Monty <laughs> straight off the bat. Yeah. You know, you know she's like, well, yeah. I'm not, I, you know, we're going to we're gonna make sure that it works this time. And it's not on a 65-year-old guy with a lot of fat <laughs> that might, you know, you know absorb anyway. the poison. Right. There's a 14-year-old boy yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure, who's already got epilepsy, according to Tassus. Right. You know, it shouldn't be that hard to kill off. Just die. like it's just it's weird that the story repeats itself. It's weird that yeah. he re, he he describes her in the same way, Lucusta by name. It's weird that he doesn't say, you know, the one who poisoned Claudius. It's weird that he doesn't say this is the second time she couldn't fucking poison somebody on the first go. Like, what the fuck is up with that? <laughs> I mean, it's something. there's just yeah. so many issues I have with this right. that something is amiss. Either he's making this up. Or he made up the first story, or he's making up both stories. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just... Or the person he's getting these from made them up, too, because obviously Tacitus is using earlier sources, mm-hmm. we're led to believe. Yeah. Somebody's made all this shit. It just doesn't... It's like in the Bible, you have... Uh, you know, in the Old Testament, you have uh, them going after Moses right. and, the, and the baby and the boat and the killing the firstborn sons. And then it repeats again with Herod in the New Testament, right? right? You know, scholars are like, well, obviously that's not true, apart from the fact that there's no other mentions in any histories of Herod doing anything like that. Um, you know, it's 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 made up. Yeah, you know, it's it, 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 you're supposed to. Yeah, first century readers were supposed to go, oh, I see what you're doing here. It's it's like the Moses story, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like the Moses story, right? Yeah, oh, okay, I get it. Right. You're, you're drawing an analogy. Between yeah. this Jesus guy and this Moses guy, both made up, but you know it's 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 a, it's a new version. You're rebooting right. the story for a generation of Gentiles that actually probably didn't know the Moses story because they'd never read the uh, the Tanuk, the whatever. Yeah, Ooh. Talmud? No, not Talmud. Whatever the fuck it's called. But um, but in Nero's case, I mean, they're truly, the Tanuk. Yeah, there we go. They're truly making him to be a bad guy. He has to try over and over and over again to kill this innocent boy who's not even quite 14 years old yet and he, and he kills the 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 two animals the goat the pig or whatever the hell it was and he, he actually slaps around the torture for getting it wrong so if you're trying to make him look bad i mean they're tr- they're truly setting him up as a really really evil guy so maybe they can turn this story into a franchise make four or five movies out of it yeah i mean it's just it's just beating the reader over the head with how evil nero suddenly is and Tacitus goes on to say he actually received his first dose of poison from his tutors and passed it off his bowels mm. as it was rather weak or so qualified as not at once to prove deadly. Right. I, I'm sorry, his tutors tried to poison him? Yeah. What kind of a fucking tutor tries to poison his student? Well, when the emperor asks you, when the emperor gives you a vial and says, hey, give this to the boy or I'll have you and your family killed... Your loyalty shift really fucking quick is my guess. I don't know. 
I'd be on a pony out of fucking Dodge, <laughs> man. Express. I mean, um, yeah. Uh, maybe they said, oh, yeah, we gave it to him. Oh, yeah. God, shit. Didn't take. Guess it didn't work. Yeah. That, that poisoner of yours, man, she's the fucking worst. Right. Didn't she fail to kill your father the first time as well? <laughs> you know that, that wine? Um, yeah. yeah. But Nero, impatient at such pro- progress in crime, threatened the Tribune and ordered the prisoner to execution for prolonging his anxiety while they were thinking of the popular talk and planning their own defence. Then they promised that death should be as sudden as if it were the hurried work of the dagger and a rapid poison of previously tested ingredients was prepared close to the emperor's chamber. Why didn't you go with the rapid poison first? Like, seriously. Yeah. Final step. were you thinking? Yeah. Yeah. I guess they don't want it to look... Like it was, you know, it's people, it's someone to go like uh, fucking Germanicus did. I've been poisoned. <laughs> right. I got plenty of time to say that over and over again. Write that shit down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ideally, with a poison, you want it to be kind of you want you want it to take effect like six hours later when they're gone home. They're in their bed. They die in the middle of the day. You know, I wasn't yeah. even there, officer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nothing to see here. Yeah. Yeah. The whole um, hot hot drink, cold drink thing was a good idea. Uh, I like that. That's a clever little twist. Right. Tacitus there says, after he's uh, fallen over, there was a stir among the company. Some taken by surprise ran hither and thither. Right. Now, you run that way. love a good hither and right. thither. You know, you, you never want to run thither, then hither. Right. Do it right. Because that, um, yeah, it's always going to be hither first, <laughs> then thither. Or you look silly. Um yeah, everyone knows it. It's one of the first things Roman kids learned as young children. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hither first, then thither. While those whose discernment was keener remained motionless with their eyes fixed on Nero, who, as he still reclined in seeming unconsciousness, said that this was a common occurrence from a periodical epilepsy with which Britannicus had been afflicted from his earliest history, mm. and that his sight and senses would gradually return. He'll be fine. Um, yeah. Yes, but uh, then they uh, had a quick funeral. (laughs) uh, Tacitus says he was, however, buried in the campus marshes amid storms so violent that in the popular belief they portended the wrath of heaven against a crime which many were even inclined to forgive when they remembered the immemorial feuds of brothers and the impossibility of a divided throne. But other sources say that he was cremated and his ashes were put in the mausoleum of Augustus. Right. You would think With he his, would be. Uh, father. You would think he would. Yeah. Yeah, being at the house. So so again, Tacitus's story doesn't make a lot of sense here. Right. Um, just, it's all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, Britannicus is dead. 11th of February, 55 CE, four months after the death of his father. Oh, no okay. surprise there. But, Ray, did Nero really give the order, or was it his mother? Locusta was the same poisoner she used to bump off Claudius. I know that Tacitus and the other ancient sources are positioning this, that Agrippina was going to, you know, uh, have an alliance with Britannicus against Nero, so Nero did it. But does that make any sense? Is she really, is she really going to side with Another kid over her own son after everything that she's done to put her son in power in the first place. I remember there was a story uh, earlier 
that said, uh, like, uh, some fucking uh, soothsayer warned her that her son would become emperor, but it would lead to her death. And she was like, well, that doesn't matter as long as he becomes emperor. Um, Obviously a fake story as well. But is this really, does this make a lot of sense to you that she would side with Britannicus? That that is a bit of a reach to go. Um, My son and I were doing fine. Now we've fallen out. He's gotten rid of my, one of my uh, supporters. Uh, He's, he's, uh, he's probably gunning for me next. So I need to have him, uh, uh, I, I need to show him that I love him more than anything by killing this 13 year old boy. That That's a bit much uh, because it does remove one of her options. I don't know. The whole thing, uh, the whole thing is just so weird. You don't know what to believe. Uh, one, either Nero has suddenly gone maniac or two, she is killing, she is um, killing this kid. So it, it makes no sense to me. It makes me think that the professor Barrett was right. This kid had issues and maybe he wasn't meant to live for a very long time. And maybe he chokes on his tongue or chokes on whatever. And he is no more. He just had a fit that they didn't know how to treat or deal with. Or somebody else killed him. I mean, there are a lot of options here. Yeah. Could have been the Butler. (laughs) Could have been, uh, you know, (laughs) Jeez, where were you? I was right here. It just doesn't make a lot of sense that all of a sudden, good guy Nero becomes a cold-blooded killer. It doesn't make sense that his mother is going to side with this other kid uh, over some pussy. Right. And the fact that he got rid of Pallas. I mean, she could be pissed That's a hell of a and change. angry, but yeah. Yeah. she's not going to throw her fucking son, her only son, under the bus right, my God. over some pussy oh, right. or over Pallas. Right. I mean, That's you a, know. She would have to truly be a psych psychopath to be that uncaring about her own flesh and blood and okay like if the stories are half true she had a couple of husbands killed including claudius again those stories probably are you know exaggerated or manipulated or just straight out fake to paint her as the bad guy but um i don't know it just doesn't make a lot of sense um yeah uh, it's uh, another source. I think uh, I'm not sure who this was. Said, for, I think it's Tacitus. For her service, the emperor had Locusta rewarded with large estates and even sent her pupils. Mm, that seems a little too public. Hey, I had nothing to do with this boy's <laughs> death, but I'm going to take this well-known poisoner and give her a nice yeah. place, and so she can set up a university, kind of like the uh, Xavier, whatever. Uh, Patrick Stewart played in whatever the hero movie. He's going to have his own academy. She's going to have her own academy where she can pass on her skills of ending life. Professor X. Professor X. There we go. Yeah. Xavier. Yeah, yeah, I I find it really hard to join the dots with any of this story. It just seems problematic, way over the top. And then, okay, let's say Nero did do it. Yeah. He was getting all of his advice at this stage from Seneca. Did Seneca advise him to do it? Did Seneca approve of it? The I can't most see that. famous yeah. Stoic philosopher and you know from Roman history yeah. who wrote all of these famous surviving books on being a good guy. Um, he was like, Yeah, kill the kid, man. I think that's your option here. Out. I think you kill the kid. Take his uh, yeah. take his yeah. ass out in front of your mom. That'll fix her. Because there's an old Chinese saying, you, what is it? You kill one to torture. Or to 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 strike fear into ten thousand something like that. Yeah, do it. End him. Do, do it. it. Wipe them out, all of them. Sorry. <laughs> now I did read uh, in one book. Yeah. Uh, scholar said, "Well, look, Seneca was a realist. 
He probably thought that killing one kid was better than a civil war. Was he suddenly Machiavelli? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But come on, a civil war, really? Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, so the way that um, Tacitus, you know, wrote Agro's speech is she said she was going to go to the Praetorian Guard with Seneca and Boris and say, you know, let's get behind this kid, fuck Nero. Right. Well, we know Seneca's not going to do that. And we know Boris isn't going to do that. Um so it doesn't fit. what she's going to do it by herself and is and 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 would fucking uh, Britannicus go along with that he's like bitch you killed my father yeah i'm not going anywhere with you and you. like that's fucking a death trap yeah. i'm not are you kidding that's me a trap. fuck you <laughs> fuck you i'm not doing that and she's not going to get away with it with with that Seneca and Burris on her side yeah. i mean the praetorian the Praetorians are probably going to listen to Boris and the Emperor and Seneca. They're not going to listen they got the check to her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense that Seneca would support that when it had no chance. Like this whole idea of a civil war it has no chance, really. Yeah, I no, mean, slim to none pickings exactly. of getting off the ground. This kid, as far as I know, there's no political party behind him. He ha- he doesn't have, like, a, a faction right. that are behind him. Everyone's dead. Yes. And Nero's incredibly popular. It's not like everyone hates Nero. Yeah. People love him. He said, He's I'm, the good kid. He's the golden yeah, child. I'll be the next Augustus. I will do exactly like Augustus, and I appreciate your conscript fathers helping me with all these decisions. Thank you. So, fuck no, everybody loves him at this point. So what we're saying is, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit Nero. (laughs) (laughs) But then I ask, okay, so I'm Nero and I'm like, okay, my mum's threatening to jump on board with this kid. I already don't like the kid. He's a a pain in the ass. He hates me. I hate him. I hate his sister. She hates me. Um, But what are my options here? Let's say I don't kill him. What do I do? Send him into exile? Maybe. Uh, that's going to look bad. I right. put him in prison. That's going to look bad. Yeah. I mean, then he will probably have people that will have more sympathy for him and might join his side. Uh, it's going to be hard to sell either of those to the Roman people anyway. I mean, the kid just lost his father four months ago yeah. and his mother not long before that, a few years before that. I mean, uh, he's, had a, he's had a bit of a shitty life, to be honest. <laughs> if I send him into exile and put him in prison, oh, yeah. fuck, how am I oh, going to yeah. sell that? I mean, I can't really say Maestas. He's 14. <laughs> like, fuck me. Not quite 14. Um, yeah. 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 So, I mean, maybe realpolitik, he's like, listen, <laughs> killing him's bad, but I don't have any good options here, honestly. How about... How many times in history have we known someone to go from zero to a hundred, just like that? I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a leap to think that Nero. Yeah. Went, no, I can't. I can't. Okay, kill him. You know, that's that's a bit. Much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Anakin Skywalker, you know, it was a slow process with Pal- you know, yeah. Palpatine in his ear yeah. telling him stories about uh, bringing people back from the dead, uh, Darth Darth Plagueis, yeah. and. Um, you know, it, 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 yeah. There's just not enough of a of uh, there's not enough of a ramp up here now. Historical whiplash. See, I think yeah. If I'm Nero, right. uh, and Seneca's in my ear, what Seneca is saying to me at this juncture, before you know, when when we find out that Agro is threatening to go to Britain, which I don't believe anyway. I don't believe that happened. Right. That's just fucking sounds nutty to me. Yeah. But even if she did say it, you know, time of the month, she's a bit cranky. Um, no. Seneca says, look, uh, like, here's what we do, right. Nero. Um, 
You want to be a good ruler, right? Yes, I do. Yes, absolutely. I want to be the best. Yes. Up there with fucking Augustus. Right. Here's what we do. Um, do you remember what Augustus did with uh, Sinner? No. Uh, what did he do? Well, uh, there was a rumour that Sinner was running a conspiracy against him and your, your great-great-great-great-great-grandmother, Livia, mm-hmm. said to Augustus, well, listen, um, what you should do is forgive him. That's what you should do. Right. Uh, bring him in and forgive him. That's what a, a good ruler would do. He would forgive him. Right. Neutralize. It's easy. It's easy to punish people. Yeah. For their for their flaws, and as Livia said to Augustus at the time, you know, you shut this one down, there'll be another one. You shut that one down, there'll be another one. You shut that one down, yeah. there'll be another one. There's always going to be conspiracies against you. You're fucking Augustus. Right. You can't go around killing everybody. Yeah. Just uh, forgive him. And that's what he did. He called Sinner in and he said, Sinner, listen, I know you're trying to kill me. Sinner goes, no, nah, what? No, no, he goes, no, no, look. Not me, go. And he, he, he told him the entire plan. You're going to do it right. this time, this date, right. this location. This blow dart. Sinner was like, all right, right. you fucking got me, Gov. <laughs> um, it's a fair cop. <laughs> and he said, look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to forgive you. Give me a hug. Yeah, hug it and, out, um, Yeah. And when uh, Augustus was on his deathbed, who did he tell Tiberius that uh, should should rule Rome? Sinner. Right. Oh, wow. Right? Oh, wow. So. Yeah. So this is what, this is the story that um, I think Seneca would be telling him. Listen, just bring him in, sit him down and go, listen, um, this is a little bit embarrassing, uh, Britannicus. Look, I know you and I don't really get along, and I get it. I really do. Yeah. I understand. You're jealous. Um, I would be jealous too. You're jealous. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Uh, it's not very fair, but fuck it. Life's not fair. Um, <laughs> listen, my mum, you know my mum. She's batshit crazy. We both know that. She had She had our father killed, my adopted father, your natural father. Um to make me emperor, I get it. It's fucking horrible. I'm sorry you had to live through that. But listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, I don't want to have to kill you, right. honestly, because you're 14, I'm 17. You know, that's just not not good. Look, who am I, fucking uh, Game of Thrones kid? Um, uh, he looked more like Caligula, not me. Good years. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, King Joffrey. I'm not King Joffrey. No, right. Now listen. Here's what I suggest. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a better brother to you. I'm gonna look after you. Gonna make you my right hand man. Gonna bring you into the concilium. We yeah. just got rid of palace. Right. Tons opening. of fucking money. Tons of pussy. Yeah. You're nearly fourteen. You're gonna want pussy. So tons of pussy. Yeah. Uh, I know all the great pussy. Uh, you know where it comes from. Mostly Greece. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, we're gonna party on. We're gonna be great. I'm gonna protect the fuck out of you. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, you're going to be my right-hand man. If anything happens to me, you're going to be the guy, you're right? You're, you're going to be my Agrippa, yeah. motherfucker. Oh, I'm the new Augustus. Yes. You're the new Agrippa. Yeah. How do you like that? Hey! Back to back. Hey! Back to back, motherfuckers! Step brothers! That's right. Yeah. We're going to be blood brothers. We're going <laughs> to semen brothers. Whatever. We're going to do it all. We're going to do it all. Yeah. <laughs> We're step brothers. <laughs> We're going to make video clips together.
fucking sangria. Nachos, lemon heads, my dad's boat. You won't go down cause my dick can float. We sail around the world and go port to port. Every time I come, I produce a quart. Put on your life vest, let's jump anchor. There's a nice lady who oh, I like to swank her. Your mom's yeah. hair. You'll be amazed when I come in your hair. Pull up the anchor, anchor. cause we're leaving dry land. Get below deck with a tick in your hand. Anchors away and shiver me timbers. We like to fuck ladies with our eight inch members. Love me hookers who be a curvy. Ain't had lemons and limes so contracted the scurvy. Drop the anchor, give that hoe a shout. Cause I'm using my compass to find a nappy dugout. Yeah, it was gonna be. It was gonna be huge. Right. Were... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Bonnie and Clyde. So that's what I think. Yes. That's what I think Seneca would have said to him. Not just kill the cunt. Right. No, he would have been like, no. Yeah. Turn it around. Yeah. So I, I look. Ah oh, man, I got so many problems with this fucking story. I could go on yeah. all night. And, and we know not to jump into the future, but we know that on eight on uh, Nero's 18th birthday, he is going to get from Seneca a treatise or philosophy, whatever you want to call it, on mercy, which would be exactly pretty much, you know, what you're saying, like, look, you, um, Nero, you have the life and death over everybody in the whole Roman Empire. You've got to be good to people because you have that power and you've got to, there are certain advantages to being clement. You're right. He, I think he would have sat this kid down and said, look, you've got the situation. This is the best way to handle it. Use mercy and understanding and not just suddenly put, you know, I'd become a bad guy and start working uh, 24-7 with a poisoner and take this 13-year-old kid out. It's just, a he- it's just a leap of logic that doesn't make any sense to us. No. Yeah. So um, anyway, according to Tacitus, uh, Britannicus was the sole surviving offspring of the Claudii, which I, I find hard to believe, but then I went and tried, I, I looked up like the, the history of the Claudii right. from that point on, True. and they don't appear yeah. in any official capacity after this. No no consuls, no uh, proconsuls, uh, nothing. Yeah, so maybe he's right. Yeah. Maybe this was the end of the very noble Claudii, uh, you know, uh, uh, fucking whatever, yeah. pedigree in yeah. Rome, which is kind of uh, shocking. That's where it was killed out. With Britannicus gone, Agro didn't have a backup plan. So according to Tacitus, she then turned to Britannicus's sister, Nero's wife, Octavia. Became very chummy with her, whispering secrets to her about how much she hated Nero. Like, oh, look, sure, I I killed your father, but come on, (laughs) at least I didn't kill your brother. Let's be BFFs, um, have tea parties. Um, I'll get your name tattooed on my butt cheek. You get mine on yours. Right. She also started having a lot of meetings with tribunes and centurions telling them what a fucktard her son was. Tacitus says she was seeking a party and a leader. Now, that shit isn't going to fly, and Nero had to crack down, so he takes away her military guard, moves her out of the palace. Right. Yeah, now I'm going to fuck in your bedroom, bitch, because you're moving (laughs) out. Moving on up. 
Yeah. So he, I was going to go with Billy Joel oh, moving out, oh, that's but fine, okay. That's fine, that's fine, yeah. Because she, yeah. she wasn't moving up. He <laughs> yeah. moved her into he a much smaller up. house. She was, well, he said, <laughs> he said to her, Oh, I see. This is the, this is what I, I got from it. So he suggested to her, it's like, you know what? You're so busy with all these meetings and you've got your clients because you're a very powerful person. You've got to come into the palace. That's, that's a heck of a thing because they got to go through security. It's a big pain in the ass. Tell you what, mom, let me help you. Let I suggest that you move into your late grandmother's an, Antonia's house. That way you're you're close to the palace, but you're not quite here. You don't have to deal with all this, and you can you have a lot of time for your daily affairs, visiting your clients, checking things out. So I'm going to help you move out. I think it's going to make your life easier, and I love you, and so that's what I want. And by the way. Um, you're going to lose your guards. Well, you're not going to lose your guards, but what I'm doing is I'm having the guards redeployed around the city. And according to this chart here, there's none standing around you anymore. So again, it's not about you personally. It's just a, a larger shakeup. So I need you to move out. You're not going to have any more guards. Uh, nothing personal. Don't read into anything into that. I'll come and visit you. And when I do, I'll have plenty of guards with me. But again, don't read too much into that. Love you. I'll see you later. And she was in a smaller house, so yes. she couldn't entertain as many people. Ah, right. Now, you mentioned Seneca wrote on clemency or on mercy, mm-hmm. um, his public advice to Nero about how to be a good ruler. Yeah. Uh, in 55, it's normally assumed, after the murder of Britannicus. <laughs> right. And the thing is, he never mentions it. Right. Can't, can't In you? fact, he says yeah. he is not. He, he says that uh, uh, cl- uh, fucking who are we talking about? Nero has not shed one drop of human blood. Here's the quote from On Clemency, uh, which is a great read, by the way, and it's all about how to be a good noble uh, ruler. <laughs> True mercy, Caesar, is what you have shown. It is not something that starts with remorse at savagery. It means spotlessness. It means never having shed a citizen's blood. It means supreme power exercised with the truest self-control and embracing love for the human race as though for oneself. It means not being corrupted by greed or natural impetuosity or examples set by earlier princes into testing how far one can go against one's fellow citizens. It means blunting the edge of one's imperial power. You have given a Caesar a state unstained by blood. Your magnanimous boast that in the whole world you have not shed one drop of human blood is the greater and more amazing in that no one ever had the sword entrusted to him at an earlier age. Wow. I'm glad you... So how do we explain that? Yeah. Um, I guess Nero... I mean, I guess um, Seneca truly believes that Nero had nothing to do with... Britannicus's death. But either way, the point of Seneca's larger picture is making sure this boy has got the right attitude, the right mentality, and putting him on the right, um, the right path. Because and there's there's another part of the um, speech that I that I wrote down, Richard, in the back of Richard Holland's book about Nero. He says to this kid, and I don't know if this is a really good idea to tell an 18 year old, but let me just read this real quick. So on mercy. Uh, Basically, this part of it is about the moral and practical advantages of showing clemency to some wrongdoers. Because, you know, like you said, if you go around and start killing people who do you wrong, pretty soon there's nobody left. So this is another part of On Mercy. He, he writes, I, and he's writing this for Nero, obviously, I am the arbiter of life and death. 
Um, each man's lot is in my hand and each man's status too. Fortune tells though through my lips what gifts she means each one to have. At my nod, those many thousand swords held back by my peace will be drawn. Mine is the right to decree which nations shall be utterly destroyed, which transported, which given liberty, or deprived of it, which kings shall be made slaves, who heads, whose heads shall wear kingly crowns, whose cities shall be raised, or which will rise. So basically he's saying, look, everything is in your hands. You are like God to these people. And like a God, you need to be good to them. Again, I don't know if that's a bit of a risk to tell an 18-year-old, because like we said before, when you're 18, you're young and dumb and full of cum. But he's trying to set this kid on the on the right path. You need to do right, because if you do right, we all benefit from this. So what are the options here with this Seneca saying he hadn't shed a drop of blood? Either, yeah, right. as you say, Seneca didn't think he had anything to do with the death of Britannicus and all of the other histories. And keep in mind, folks, that... Seneca's a contemporary. Tacitus, Suetonius, Dio—they're all writing yeah. decades. You know, in, Seneca, in sorry, in Tacitus's case, probably forty years, fifty years later. Mm-hmm. Um, in case of Suetonius, seventy, eighty years later. In the case of um, Dio, like hundreds of years later. Um, they're writing these stories much, much later. Yeah. Uh, Seneca's a contemporary. Now, obviously, also that, and Seneca's involved in the imperial court, so obviously he may have something to hide or cover up or his life's on the line or he can't speak honestly as well. But, you know, you could have left that bit out of On Clemency. Now, some scholars also say that Seneca wrote this as a way of saying to the Romans, well, from now on... (laughs) Starting He's going to be good. Starting now. now. No more killing. Hardly any killing. Yeah, yeah. And maybe uh, when he published this, right. uh, uh, it wasn't common knowledge that uh, Nero was the one that poisoned him or had the poison made. Word hadn't spread. Right. People didn't know. Maybe Seneca didn't know. Sure. Maybe Seneca was kept out of the loop on this. Yeah. I find that hard to believe. I find it right. hard to believe that, you know, by this stage... Soon as somebody like fuck me, like it, 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 you know, everyone in Rome when Nero became emperor, everyone in Rome is like, oh, Britannicus isn't going to be long for the world, right? <laughs> Fucking, you know, <laughs> right? How many yeah. times have we seen this play A out? Billion and one. Um, you know, so he's not going to be long for the world. Uh, yeah, they, they probably had a book running on. Well, yeah. how's he going to get rid of him? Is it poison? Uh, yeah. You know, accident while yeah, uh, on a hunting trip? In the you library. know, you know. Yeah, Dick Cheney's going to shoot him in the face <laughs> in a hunting trip. Was it Cheney? Cheney. Or was it Rumsfeld? Yeah, it was I can't Cheney. Even, it was Cheney. It, oh, it was Cheney, yeah. yeah. And the guy <laughs> apologized to Cheney for getting in the way of his buckshot. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they would have, like, no one, no one's like, whoa, yeah. I didn't see that coming. Even, like, even in Rome. Come on, fuck me. <laughs> I, like, uh, you know, I look. Yeah. Keep it, and then and then keep in mind, of course. I said Tacitus is writing this uh, during the Flavian rule, yeah. uh, where Nero is the last Julio Claudian needs to look bad. Um, right. But we we do know or believe that Nero ended up crazy, brutal, bloodthirsty, or at least that's what we've been led to believe. Right. And Seneca gets executed. But uh, I don't know, man. Even at the end of that, like when Seneca's being executed, he doesn't go. 
It was Nero. Yeah. Nero did he it. He did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, my take on all of this, for what it's worth, yeah. uh, is that Britannicus's death had nothing to do with Nero. Mm. Tacitus is beating the whole thing up. Seneca would never have advised it. Seneca would never have approved of it. Right. And if it happened and Nero had done it, Seneca wouldn't have written this public speech saying, Caesar, you know, you've never shed a single drop of Caesar blood, of human blood. Right. He just would have left that out or he would have worded it somehow yes. differently. He could have still written a thing saying you're a good guy and I think you're going to be a good ruler and follow these instructions without putting that in there. Right. Yeah, it's not necessary. Don't you don't need, need to put that in. Yeah, just avoid And this is Seneca. Like he's no, you he's know, not he's not some sort of, he's not a pussy. Yeah. He's already been sent into exile before yeah. uh, to Corsica. A great place to go into exile. You know, it was right. fucking party time when he went there. Um <laughs> You know, I first fucked my wife in Corsica. So, I mean, it's a great time, place. Good you know, memories. I'm, yeah. yeah. Good vibes. Pff, yeah. It's one of my favourite places in the world. Uh, send me into exile there anytime, except during COVID. I'm not right, sure no. I'd want to be anywhere in Italy no. during uh, a plague. But yeah. outside of that. Post-plague. Outside of plague conditions. Right, yes. Uh, more than happy yeah. to be in La Corsa. Yeah. Um, anyway, very, very fucking problematic, this whole thing. Uh, most historians seem, though, to believe that Nero did it and that Seneca was just covering it up. Mm. Um, you know, right. I read whatever, half a, I got half a dozen books on Nero by different historians. They all seem to believe that Nero did it. Well, I mean, which I just find that very fucking hard to 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 you know yeah. buy into. Yeah. Well, I was about to say qui bono, but. Does he really benefit because is he really threatened? And and if you wanted to scare off your mom, Agrippina, killing some 13-year-old boy is a really bit of a stretch. I mean, that's like that's like coming down with a hammer, you know, as opposed to a gentle hint of a threat or whatever. So it, it, maybe he did. It just it just doesn't line up with everything that Nero's has, has been done so far. And is Nero real uh yeah, is Nero really threatened? Because at this point, Seneca is pretty much running the empire with Burrus, and you've and they and they've both gotten behind Nero. So Agrippina can talk all she wants. I really don't see Nero being threatened. Um, and so again, it's just a bit of a reach. Um, so I, I, I wonder what the justification was for those historians, or maybe they're, they're saying that Nero did benefit because this potential threat has been removed. That's, that's the most credit I can give it. Anyway, back to Agro. Yeah. Um, so she's all lonely in a new little house, except for a few ladies who would visit. Right. And one of those ladies was Junia Silana, sister of Caligula's first wife, Junia Claudilla. Right. Now, do you remember Junia Solana Ray? Mm, no. Give me some give me some backstory. Well, we've talked about her a long time ago. She used to have a husband, Gaius Silius. Right. Um, Messalina made him divorce Junia. So she could marry him while she was married to Claudius. Oh my god. My eyes are going that across. was the thing yeah. that got them both killed. Right. He's the guy that she married while Claudius was out of town, and then she gave him all of Claudius' oh, stuff. Yes, yes. And Claudius came back and uh, was like, so, what the no, fuck? No, and, uh, no, no. Yeah. 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 Ain't having it. Yeah. But that had nothing to do with Agro. I mean, uh, she and Agro did have a beef, though. Yeah. 
Junior was apparently very beautiful and liked to fuck. Right. And she and Agro had been close friends for a long time. Obviously, Junior didn't like Messalina because of stole a fucking husband and then got him killed. Right. Um, but Messalina's gone. Agro replaced her. So she and Agro are good friends. Lots of lots of ladies. They used to catch up, pajama parties, Netflix and chill, bottle a couple of bottles of pillow, Cab Sav. Pillow fights. Um, right. Pillow fights. Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Um, you know, just uh, right. ma- mutual masturbations. Right. Not, not gay about that. Yeah. They'd, you know, they'd, they're alone, get horny, rub one out, <laughs> watch each other. Um, Admire. Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was all good. Yeah. But when Junior tried to get married again, she tried to marry some guy called Sextius Africanus. Right. And, you know, just with a name like that, That's, I'm sure every woman would want to marry I'd him. I want to marry him. Um, yeah. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sexy, the sexy African. Like, hello. <laughs> uh, it's basically President Obama, right? Uh, Agro <laughs> talked him out of Right. Talked him out of it. Oh. Uh, saying that Junior was a slut on the downward slide of her life. Right. And he's like, listen, you can do better. You're young. You're handsome. Get your whole life. You don't want to marry her. Right. Right. You know, she's old. She's a dirty, dirty whore. (laughs) You know, know, pussy's all sloppy. Yeah, you don't want that. You know, you don't want that. No. Now, why? Well, according to Tacitus, it's because Agro didn't want Junior who was childless and wealthy to be in a husband's control. Oh. Is, like, yeah. what's going to happen to our fucking Netflix and chill and, you know, r- mutual masturbation nights? That's selfish. If you've got a husband, you're going to be with him all the time. Right. Fuck that bullshit. Yeah. You're my girl. I don't want you going off and getting married. Yeah. Just uh, kind of... be, you know, be my BFF. Is that is that another example of trying to make Agrippina look good, uh, look bad in the history books? Because I know that after Nero kicks her, well, <laughs> asked her to leave the palace and he removes her guard, a lot of the people were starting to get a hint from Nero's actions. And so she did have fewer visitors. And I wonder if she's just trying to hold on to the few visitors she still has. Still p- pretty fucking... Selfish. Yeah. No, I think it's part of Tacitus's campaign to make her look like a bitch. Anyway, according to him, Junior found out that Agro had talked sexy African out of marrying her. She's pissed and wanted revenge. So she starts spreading the rumour that Agro was planning on marrying Rubelius Plautus and then making him emperor. Now, Plautus, right. who was Rubelius Plautus, right? Ooh, I don't know. I know he's a young aristocrat. I know he's barely older than Nero. Uh, what what escapes me in this this brilliant plan of hers is how she's going to make somehow this, this young guy uh, uh, emperor over Nero. But again, it doesn't matter. This is the rumor that's going around. And because he is an aristocrat, maybe he would be acceptable to the Senate and to the people of Rome. So uh, you didn't research uh, Plautus Ray? No, I'm um, shocked, <laughs> gasp. No, I did not. Can you tell me about? I've heard the name. Who is he? I was in the wrong spot. I am never <laughs> is all the in night. the wrong spot. I want that cleared up for the record. Actually, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I can do it all day long. <laughs> that's not true anymore. That's that's not true. Up your fucking game. <laughs> Yeah, take your own advice. <laughs> Tell me about Plautus. All right, Hitler. <laughs> Plautus right? 
was the son of Julia Livia, herself the daughter of Drusus Julius Caesar and Livilla. Therefore, the grand she was the granddaughter of Tiberius, making Ooh. Plautus Thibaut's great grandson. Oh, so he's not just anybody. He's connected. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, part of the family yeah. tree. So yeah. the idea is that she's going to marry him, make him emperor, and, you know, again, fuck off her own son, which, right. again, makes no fucking sense whatsoever. Um, now, the rumor spreads to a freedman. It goes from one of Junia's freedmen to a freedman of Domitia, yeah. Domitia, Nero's aunt, who had raised him when Agro was in exile, uh-huh. long-standing feud going on with Agro. Right. Friedman, this freedman took it to another freedman of Domitia. This guy was called Paris and told him to take it to Nero, which yeah. he did. And he's an actor, so he will be able to do it in style. So when Paris rocks up, he gets Nero at an opportune time because Nero has been partying, he's drunk, he's hungover, and suddenly he's being told by this guy, look, your mom has this plan, she is um, trying to put it into motion, and one of the things that obviously is going to have to happen is you're going to have to die. Well, Nero, probably thinking, yeah, I can, I get that my mom's mad at me because I've humiliated her. I've taken away her guards. I kicked her out of the house. I didn't expect this. This is insane. She has to be killed. She has to be killed now. No trial, no investigation. The bitch must die. And remember, he's hungover and drunk. So, uh, yeah, he loses his shit. <laughs> and here Tacitus says something interesting. Proposing as I do to follow the consistent testimony of historians... I shall give the differences in their narratives under the writers' names. Mm. But then he was apparently really fucking drunk uh, when he wrote that because then he just tells us a story (laughs) and doesn't mention anyone's names. But he meant to, so, yeah. Interesting. (laughs) He's falling down a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He says that uh, Burrus, Praetorian uh, prefect, convinced Nero... That anyone, he said, much more apparent, must be allowed a defence. Accusers, there were none forthcoming. They had before them only the word of a single person from an enemy's house. And this, the night, with its darkness and prolonged festivity and everything savouring of recklessness and folly, Mm -hmm. was enough to refute. Right. So, look. Even your mother, yeah, anyone should right. be allowed uh, a defence, and particularly your mother. Right. So they went to Agro and told her the charges against her. Yeah, now I thought it was interesting, according to the source I wrote, that Nero wanted um, Burris to be the one to go uh, to talk to her because obviously he, he realises their previous relationship that she got him the job. So he goes there, and maybe he's a little more, because not only does Burris go there to question her to lay these accusations at her feet, but some of Nero's trusted freedmen go with Burris, so maybe he's got to put on a bit of a show. So he comes across maybe a little bit stronger than he has to, but he, he tells her what has been has happened uh, the previous night and what is her reaction well she is outraged i would never do that i am his mother i gave him life i would never do that so she in her own defense gives a passionate plea that there was no way this was possible and this is in fact one of the only points in this whole fucking story where tacitus writes anything that makes any sense 
He says that Agro exclaimed, I wonder not that Solana, who has never born offspring, knows nothing of a mother's feelings. Ooh. Parents do not change their children as lightly as a shameless woman does her paramours. Damn. Sorry. Yeah, now that, that makes sense, yeah, right? Like, yeah. This whole thing about her going to you know, overthrow her own son yeah, just him, makes no sense. Kill him, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. She went to Nero and instead of pleading innocence, right. chewed him out for believing such that's, stupid lies about that's her. That's what a mom would do. Yeah. Yeah, an Italian mom in particular. <laughs> she was like fucking, she took a belt off and started or, beating him. Or worse, her shoe. You don't mess with a mom when she takes her shoe off. Because uh, uh, then it's been mm. turned up to 11. You mm. just shut up. She was, she was like, how could you believe such a stupid thing about me? Your mother, I pushed you out of my fucking pussy. And it hurt. And I never forgot it. I love you too much. Yeah. Mm. So she won the day. She won the, um, we'll just call it the court of Nero. He was convinced and they make up. Not only did she convince him, she got revenge for her enemies and rewards for her friends. Yes. Solana was banished along with the freedmen she involved in the campaign. Right. One of Junior's freedmen was executed. Paris was too useful to Nero and supposedly got away with it. Right. Uh, being involved in it. He's like, hey, don't shoot the messenger. Right. Um, Plautus, <laughs> right. Thibault's great-grandson, completely ignored because uh, it was all made up. He had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Then, though, not long after, there was another claim of a conspiracy. Pallas and Burrus were accused of having conspired to raise Cornelius Sulla oh God. to the throne. Yeah. They were going to pull a Sulla uh, <laughs> because of his noble birth and connection with Claudius, whose son-in-law he was by his marriage to Claudia Antonia. Now, this is Faustus Cornelius Sulla Felix, right. who is uh, was a descendant of uh, the yeah. dictator Sulla. So between his blood and his marriage, you, you would think that he would be acceptable to the people of Rome. But again, it's not like Nero's gone around and he's pissed off the Senate and he's pissed off uh, a huge population of Rome. So they're not exactly looking for a new leader. But again, it doesn't matter. This accusation comes up that somehow Pallas and Burrus are involved. They're going to grab this kid, the Sulla. They're going to put him in charge, which, of course, means getting rid of Nero. So now here's another accusation that has to be investigated. Yeah. Now, um, Claudia Antonia mm -hmm. was the oldest surviving child of Claudius and his second wife, right. Alia Patina. Mm -hmm. So uh, she's quite a bit older right. than, uh, than uh, Nero. Um, now, the accuser was a guy called Paetus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I couldn't find anything more on this guy. There were a number of Paetuses around this time, but uh, this yeah. is a different guy as far as I can tell. He was apparently notorious in Rome for buying cheap property that had been confiscated by the treasury. Yeah. So there's a Maestas trial Dick. or some other trial. Somebody gets exiled, yes. all of their wealth gets, yeah. and he goes, hey, Pennies, and he goes in and buys it. Pennies on the dollar. Yeah. yeah, that's what he had yeah. on his uh, bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Pallas and Burrus seem to have been cleared of the charges. Sulla, too, 
Yeah. And I love this. Pallas, who had already been exiled, and we, we, we told the story about how arrogant he was when he was exiled. Right. When he was called to the stand, yeah. he said uh, he didn't like talking because it degraded his voice. <laughs> At home... He signified his wishes to his servants by a nod or a gesture. I'm going to do that. And if more explanation was required, he put it in writing. Yes. Don't talk talk to me. Don't look at me. Don't I think me. I think you and I can get away with that. I yeah. mean, we are yeah. podcasters. We Royal, we survive royalty. because of our dulcet tones. Exactly. Um, you know, I think from now on I'm going to adopt that as a policy. I'm just going to nod. Nod. Yeah, one nod for yes, two nods for no. Or if I have to, I'll write it down. And three nods for give me a blowjob. (laughs) And um, (laughs) I'll just be doing that all day long. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Why are you nodding so much? Five nods. Right? Five nods is me trying to give myself a blowjob (laughs) and trying to get it. (laughs) And if I could do that, I'll never leave home. Ever. For, yeah, forget yeah. COVID. I'll just yeah. never leave home. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but now this guy's a freed yeah, yeah. slave. Yes. He's a freed slave. Yes, he's descended from Greek royalty, right. et cetera, et cetera. And he's very, very rich. Yeah. But he's a bit fucking uppity for yeah. a free, freed yeah. slave, well, I think. That was the thing I'd read. I read when he, when he and Burris got off, there was a lot of people who weren't were like, oh, because, yeah, he's he's uh, he's an asshole. He's arrogant. He's way above his station because we are talking about Romans here. And, yeah, they were hoping that finally he was going to go down. But, no, um, in fact, I, I and I think this is supposed to make Nero look good. Nero so couldn't take this seriously that at one point Burris is invited to sit up there with the ju- with the judges and to listen to some of the testimony or presentation of evidence. So this was not something that was taken too seriously that I could tell by N- Nero. And again, it kind of make, makes him look like a, a good guy. He's not being paranoid. Yes, he's on the outs with his mother, but he's not overreacting. He's like, no, no, this is me being Augustus. This is, this is too crazy. Uh, everybody go, or most everybody gets to go home I, I i don't put any credence into this i'm a good guy i like the fact that uh burris got off because he was also a judge it helps as praetorian prefect and a member of the concilium so he's like listen uh i've heard all the evidence against myself <laughs> I considered it. and i've taken it under consideration i've listened to the uh you know the, the testimony of the witnesses and i have to say i looked into my eyes i don't find yeah, it very yeah. i pulled a larry yeah. david i don't <laughs> in the mirror yeah yeah I don't find it very convincing. I think this Burris guy is guy. Uh, innocent of all charges. Matter of fact, I think he should not only be uh, acquitted, right. uh, I think he should be given uh, a reward for yes, wasting his time. Exactly. Gold will be... I think he likes gold. Yeah. And so this is done away with. But again, people are throwing stuff out there or, or rumors or somehow whatever, but somebody's doing some talking and it's causing investigations uh, to take place again. But from what we can tell, Nero is not overreacting to this. He's not giving into his darker, uh, darker nature if he has one. And uh, so, yeah, so far. So again, good guy, Nero. So both Burrus and Pallas got off. Paetus, the accuser, was exiled. Yeah, could have been Had killed. to give up all the cheap property right. that he'd bought. Aww. I guess uh, somebody picked all that up at bargain basement prices. <laughs> End of the year, I think this we're still in fifty five at so. this point. It's a little bit a little bit hard to tell, but I think we're still in fifty five. Games were held, right? This time without a guard. Oh, there were normally soldiers around the games by this juncture to right. make sure there was you know no no terrorist attacks, no violence <laughs> against uh, Nero. Right? 
This time it's held without a guard in order to show that the people had new freedoms, according to Tacitus. So, again, doesn't really jive with the Nero had his stepbrother murdered in cold blood story. Um, He's going, look, this is the new Rome. Everyone's okay. I trust you. I trust you. You trust me. Oh, how happy we will be. Was his he had that engraved right. up on the uh, you know Aqua Claudia right. just to remind people golden age. So yeah, I don't know. That's that's my take on all of that, yeah. uh, Papa Bear. I think a lot of fucking problems yeah. with that story. Yes. Yeah. Next time we'll see uh, what happens next in the uh, the happy the happy times uh, in Nero's Rome. Looking forward to it.